Well, every night I go out running Or riding my bike I like the sweat, I like the flow I get, I like the feeling of the night air Hitting my lungs I like the feeling of rain While sticking out my tongue Sometimes I like to pretend I'm on a secret mission Sometimes I'm just making sure it's not something out there happening That I'm missing And I swear to you I get a real high from it Fuck alcohol and fuck all that shit and fuck TV Let's meet up in our bikes down by the old train bridge I'll race you downtown and I'll show you what you miss from me inside And let's live our lives tonight Let's ride our bikes into the And one. Howdy, folks. Uh, welcome to the Garrett Schalke podcast. As always, I am your boy, your host, Garrett Schalke. And uh, today we uh, have a special guest right here in uh, Grand Rapids. He's a local comedian. And, uh, well, very quickly, I would like to note that, uh, yeah, uh, I have not been banned from Facebook despite interviewing another comedian since uh that kind of seems to happen every time i do it i get like a 30-day ban beforehand it's uh that's always fun i don't know why but uh anyway so uh he is the winner of the 2009 funniest person grand rapids competition and has performed in the comedy 10k at the boston comedy festival as well as Grand Rapids' very own Laugh Fest. He has also released a comedy album titled His, Na- His Name Is My Name Too, and is also the famed creator of the Deggy Draft, which is one of the main topics we're here to talk about today. So, uh, everyone, let's uh, give it up for um, Adam Deggy. Yay! Absolutely. I-, I can hear the applause. <laughs> yeah, how you like that intro, brother? I thought it was great. It uh, makes me sound like, uh, you know, I'm kind of close to somebody and I'm not, so I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, Adam, uh, thanks for joining with me on this uh, Friday afternoon. Thanks um, for having me, man. Yeah, and uh, happy bur- happy uh, birthday to your wife there. Thanks. As well. Yeah. Okay, that's a good way to look at it, and uh, and I promise you, I am not mad that you uh, dished out on podcasting with me yesterday. Because uh, really, if you think about it, how dare you have interpersonal relationships outside of free podcasts such as mine? <laughs> well, you know, not only was it uh, celebrations for my my wife's birthday, but I, I was probably Well, for real, uh, happy birthday to your uh, significant other. And uh, I assure you, even if we did podcasts, being drunk would have been just fine. I am half the time anyway. 
All right, uh, Adam, how you doing today, dude? I'm good. It's it's uh, an okay day here in West Michigan. I actually I cut the grass for the first time uh, since you know the fall. So it's uh, it's a weird feeling of uh, accomplishment. I think um, I don't know. If that's like an old dad thing. I'm not a dad, but um, you know, mowing along, doing something productive. You go to exercise. You're out in the sun. And uh, the yard looks a little nicer, although I, I, I really couldn't give a shit last about what my yard looks like. I'm not that guy, and I, I think <laughs> I think as soon as you really start to care what your lawn looks like, that's when the aging process really starts to speed up. So, Well, you know that they say that lawns are technically bullshit, right? <laughs> I've felt that way for years. Well, it's, it's more like it's a uh, Western invention. You know, to doesn't really serve much of a purpose, but to like make you look good, maybe get may give off the aura of like a high class status, that kind of thing. Right? No, it's it's total bullshit, and it's like it's just another way to compare yourself to your neighbors and other people. And like I said, I cut it because I think I'm supposed to, and that's what my dad did, and what I remember my stepdad doing, and you know, I've got I've got the 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 push mower, um, I, I don't have a big enough yard, you know, front or back to have like a, a riding lawn more, and even if I did, it'd be hard for me to invest that money and feel good about it, because, like I said, don't, don't, uh, don't really care. Yeah, do, do you live in a neighborhood with a homeowner association? I believe so, I'm in Alger Heights, which is kind of like the poor man's Grand Rapids. Ooh, then, uh, well, have you uh, ever received any notices or fines for uh, not maintaining your lawn or anything like that? No, I, well, you know, I don't ever let the grass get that out of control, but I, I did, we did get like a notice or a fine for not shoveling our sidewalk. Oh, that's a city thing though, right? Okay, <laughs> you're probably right. That probably was a city thing. I don't think that it was like a home association thing, but like I said, I, I I haven't let the grass get bad enough that I think I'd get one of those, but I'm, I'm almost positive that there is a home association in, in my neck of the woods, but well, I could be wrong. Well, I guess if you lived in it, they probably would have made noise about to you by now about their existence, at least. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, today's lesson, uh, lawns are bullshit. Uh, tear them up. Plant, plant a bunch of shit. Corn, beans, weed. Or, uh, or, or, or I guess if you're like out west in Nevada or something, uh, chips, wood chips. Okay, okay. Especially since, uh, they're tech, they're always in a drought over there. So, uh, lawns are a bad thing. I'll take you your face. Alright. Alright, Adam, uh. Alright, Adam, uh, as much as I would like to, uh, continue this long hair chat. Uh, let's get right into the topic at hand, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Yep, I uh, have you on today because, uh, well, this is a very special month. You know, it's April. We've uh, had Easter. Spring is here. Uh, 420's coming up, which uh, yes. can be a variety of things to, to depending on who you talk to. And, uh, 
Well, unless I'm completely wrong here, and please tell me if I am, this is the month of the Deggy Draft. Am I correct? It sure is, man. Uh, the day is kind of different every year. It always coincides with the NFL Draft, though. And traditionally, I would do it on Thursday, the first night of the draft. But that is proven to be more and more difficult with the, the added uh, attention to detail that comes with the Deggy Draft. So I may actually do it the Friday on the second day of, of the actual NFL draft and not really coinciding, so... Oh, so... You know, so, uh, so are we doing... The, so are we doing this podcast a good time or too late? No, we're doing it at a good time. It's going to be on, like, the 30th of this month. So we got a couple weeks. Okay, good. Because, uh, you know, I'm trying to be timely and hopefully hopefully get some of my fans going your way. Hey, this is, this is perfect timing, man. All right, awesome. So, Right, uh, they still got two weeks to get themselves in the in the potential draft pool and, and uh, you know prove that they're worthy of being a top five, top ten pick. It change their life forever. All right, uh, Mr. Deggy, um, for all the devoted fans of hashtag powerful GSP, uh, let's get into it then. Um, what is the Deggy draft? So the Deggy draft now. I think year six or seven is essentially a video submission competition or a uh, really all forms of talent uh, competition um, for bragging rights and uh, prizes and just overall uh, superstardom. Um, (laughs) It started as just a joke where I used to draft kind of as like a casual fan I didn't have too much investment in it I'm a Detroit Lions fan and they always suck and they always blow the draft and oh, always, come on don't be that way they always draft the wrong person so <laughs> I never I never cared too much you know and I, I would watch the draft and what I started doing is I started I would tag friends on Facebook and I'd say so and so you know with, with uh, whatever 12th pick of the you know 2000 13 NFL draft, the uh, Oakland Raiders or whoever at the time uh, selects, and then I would tag a friend, and I'd say, you know, which where they attended college or high school, what position they played, you know, this is all shit that I would make up, although the people I draft, I really do use their high school or college or highest form of education, and then, you know, details about that person. Uh, but so it started off as just a Facebook post or two as a joke, and then I started doing it more and more, just the post. I'd get more into detail, you know, what qualities did this person have as a receiver, a quarterback, and this is all stuff I'm making up at this point. And uh, I would also have, like, posts from analysts like Mel Kuyper and, and uh, you know, the, the rest of the, the guys on ESPN and all these other networks, the actual analysts that I would just make up quotes that they said about these people and the post kind of got longer and longer and there was more and more drafts that I would I would make and then it got to the point where I'd run into people I knew and they'd be disappointed like hey man why didn't you draft me this year and I would always catch me off guard I'm like what are you talking about and I'm like, oh, <laughs> the thing I'm doing on Facebook so it started off as just 
turned into pictures and now it's turned into to videos and like really well edited videos and there, there's a ton of creativity that goes into it and, and time that these people are putting in to be the number one pick and in years past I've had Peggy Draft t-shirts this year I got stickers I've always had sponsors uh, local businesses or comics I know or, or friends that you know have some kind of business that will, will uh, you know donate things that I can give away as prizes so not only is our bragging rights on the line you can also win things and uh, it just adds to the fun but really it's just an outlet to be creative especially if you're a comic um, this is another outlet to create content uh, a lot of comics have told me like I didn't even know how to edit things uh, <laughs> until they started doing things for the decky draft and I, you know it's not gonna it's not gonna help you uh, you know get into a comedy club if you're a comedian or or get any opportunities necessarily but it, it, it is a good way to you know mm-hmm. scratch that itch and, and just have another outlet to make content and to use your talent to, to do things that are silly and ridiculous and it's just fun it's it's for you know even if it's just for for bullshit amongst friends and strangers and it's 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 not just comedians uh i'd make the argument it's mostly not comedians but people i know from elsewhere people i haven't even met and, and a ton of people are kind of going back and forth talking trash like mm-hmm. You know, in a, in a friendly way, nobody's, uh, people are getting along in the Daggy Giraffe Room, which is a, a group on Facebook that's all people just competing yeah. for spots on the Daggy Giraffe. Which, uh, uh, nobody's which, arguing about politics, so it's escaped from that shit. Which is, and, uh, um, which I know of since you were kind enough to invite me this year into the group. Yeah, Thank you yeah. very much. So, it's, um, it's a good time, man, and it's it turned into something a lot bigger than I ever would have expected and it continues to grow every year and, and the goal really is to hopefully have it you know um, be kind of like a, a, a nationwide thing where like a bunch of people are, are involved in making videos and submitting stuff and trying to get drafted in the Deggy draft uh, you also don't have to be a fan of sports um, doesn't matter if you're a boy girl uh, whatever you are, um, a ton of people are involved and they all have fun with it. And uh, it's something I have a, a lot of fun with every year, but it, it is a lot more work than you think. <laughs> so it can also be uh, an added level of stress, which is just ridiculous when you think about what I'm doing. But it's fun, man. All right. All right. Uh, well, to uh, put aside the whole. Uh, cafe persona that I have right now uh can you uh tell us what are the rules of the deggy draft and how are draftees determined I mean uh I must say too that I honestly have no idea about the rules in regards to football or football drafts I'm a I'm a I'm more of a hockey MMA boxing guy so yeah, uh, p- please go over the rules of the Deggy draft, since I have no clue how it works or how it relates to football drafts. The beauty of it is that there is no rules. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're not, you know, bullying somebody or saying anything racist or 
mm-hmm. people just took pictures or they just do posts. But uh, basically, whoever is the most creative uh, consistently and uh, the person I can tell has put a lot of time into it and had the most fun with it is probably going to most likely be drafted high. And um, I mean, these people are posting videos of themselves doing everything you can imagine. Not, not, not even sports related. Just the most ridiculous things. As a matter of fact, I would argue that you've got a better chance if you weren't an athlete ever in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's people smoking cigarettes, shotgun and beers. You know, people just doing the most ridiculous stuff. Um, and just having fun with it. I mean, it's it's all for fun and 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 laughs, and uh, it's it's a really good time. So the the rule rules, man. To, to answer your question, ah, sorry, I'm I'm at a boy too early this morning, and uh, uh you I get, shouldn't you, laugh because I'm an old man. But uh, uh you got that uh, yeah, no got that day job too, where you wake up early. I do, man. I so I I don't. I actually only work Monday through Wednesday, but I work 12-hour shifts. So you, you basically, you cram a full work week into three days, and then um, yesterday I was up early uh, helping the wife do stuff. She's got chores for me every week, and then we went out for, for her birthday, and then today I was up doing a bunch more stuff because my wife is actually throwing a surprise party for a friend. And uh, I've had a bunch of stuff to do around the house, so it's, it's, uh, I, I'm just, I would rather be lazy, you know, but I haven't been able to be, so. Well, well, my friend, uh, you're not the only one that's tired as shit right now. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, at my day job at the warehouse, yeah, we're on our quote unquote spring rush right now, which meant, oh which, which meant this week I worked a total of 54 hours. Uh, yeah, so, uh, technically I'm running on fumes right now, but, uh, yeah, as the saying goes, you know, it make, it might make for good radio. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's, um, we're only 18 minutes in, so we'll see how it goes still. It's crazy. Um, you know, that's kind of an American, th- I mean, it happens other places where people are overworking work too much, you know, and we kind of pride ourselves on it, but. A lot of other countries where they they only they don't work five days a week or they don't work forty hours and they get they get better vacation time and better benefits and all that stuff. Um, it's one of the many reasons that uh, America is not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great, but it could be greater. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, compare. I mean, if you're comparing it to, uh, uh, I don't know, Somalia, it's great. Of course, yes. But, uh, yes, yes. I don't know. If you're comparing, like, your job in a warehouse to, like, a sweatshop in China, <laughs> yeah. where people yeah. are making iPhones or something, yeah, of course. But, uh, you know, uh, I mean, actually, really, we, really, we shouldn't all have to just work our asses off, you know, just to get by. That's, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, if you really want to get sad and or infuriated on this subject, uh, I highly suggest Michael Moore's documentary, Where Should We Invade Next? Where he uh, oh, went to various you know, different I countries. I, don't know and, uh, I watched, you know, the Fahrenheit 9-11 and Bowling for Columbine, but I don't know that I've... And then I watched, I think, 
He had one recently, but I don't know that it was that one. But Fahrenheit eleven uh, nine. I can only imagine that it's going to really upset me. Yeah. No, that's actually one of my favorite more documentaries. <laughs> since, okay, uh, what's it called? Where should we invade next? Okay. And it's uh, Michael Moore basically going to different countries and uh, seeing how they do certain things in regards to, you know, jobs, healthcare, schooling, all that great stuff to quote-unquote take it back to America and incorporate it into our society. He's invading these countries, you you could say. Wow. Uh, It's one of my my favorite Michael Moore docs, but... uh, Anyway, uh, back to the draft. Okay, uh, honestly, okay, as you, uh, explained in your, uh, long monologue, thank thank you, too, uh, there are prizes if you, uh, are drafted, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, where are the prizes this year? So, this year, stickers, obviously, um, I've got some gift cards. I've got, uh, I think I actually have another Decky Draft um, pint glass. Or it could be a cocktail glass, I'll have to look. But um, uh, there's there's a bunch of miscellaneous stuff. Um, I'm still coming up with some of the things through sponsors and uh, finding them because they, they've been tucked away and collecting dust probably during COVID. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm not giving away any cars or anything, but you know. Uh, enough for it to to give some people some extra motivation to you know take their pants off on camera and do stuff. Uh, hey man, uh, still a good thing. I mean, you're the second local comedian that I know who uh, often does this kind of thing. Uh, Stu McAllister also likes to uh, give away prizes and give away money for uh, those that need it. He does, yeah. Yeah, good dude. So uh, yeah, he's I. Sometimes I wonder what Stu did in a, in a, you know, a prior life that he feels like he has to make up for with all this, you know, <laughs> good karma and charity. Uh, I think he, uh, he must think he was like a serial killer, and, you know, in his past life. Uh, I don't know. He is maybe he was like a prop comedian in his past, like a carrot top type. <laughs> Yeah, that is something you certainly have to make up for for the next two or three lives. Or a joke thief, you know, via Carl's Mencia or something. That's the worst. Yeah, not not calling Stu McAllister a joke thief at all. Just joking. Love you, Stu. Okay, um... Okay, and you mentioned that you have sponsors for this? Yeah, so this year... It's, it's really just, um, so in years past, I would have four, five, six, you know, and it was, it was kind of tough to, for me to promote all of them as much as I, I'd like to. And I guess I didn't feel like I was taking care of everybody as much as I, I wanted to. Um, and then through COVID, it's made things really difficult. So, so this year, really, it was just one main sponsor. It is, um, uh, a comedian out of Chicago, his name is Mike All, uh, just A-L-L, and he owns uh, like a, a printing press company where he, he makes vinyl and stickers and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but he also has a company called Sports Hacker. 
Bruce, which is the official sponsor of the 2021 Dougie Draft. And what they do is he goes to like sporting events, I believe mostly uh, golf outings, and uh, basically him and somebody else, usually two comedians, will have microphones and they kind of sit there at different different tees and uh, hackle the golfers. <laughs> So this is this is obviously something that's happened in that, that like playful uh, fundraiser golf outings and not you know, you would show up to like a competition and say doing it. But oh, really? uh, these people know they're going to be there, and um, I was I was actually supposed to do uh, a golf outing he had here in Grand Rapids last year, but I, I couldn't because of a scheduling conflict. I think it was out of town, so I ended up having a friend of mine do it. And, it was a blast. I think it's a lot of fun, and, and uh, people had fun with it. I mean, the, the comics are keeping it pretty family friendly. I don't, nobody's screaming, uh, calling anybody a cunt in their backswing, but we're uh, having fun with it. And so that's what Sports Hacklers is. And uh, they're the official sponsor of the draft this year, and he was he was nice enough to print out, man, I think like 300 Dougie Draft stickers for me with a brand new logo he helped me come up with. And yeah, I mean, it was really mostly a super talented, super generous guy, uh, very funny comic, and uh, he's a Lions fan, so he, he feels my pain uh, along with the pain of many others. And uh, so yeah, thanks to him, we've got a bunch of stickers that I'm going to give away, and it's uh, pretty cool, man. Okay, well, since you mentioned the Lions again, I probably won't get a chance to answer this question, ask you this question, so uh, I'll just do it now. Do you believe that the Lions will ever get to the Super Bowl? Man, in my lifetime? Yeah, yes, preferably. I mean, I, I, would like to, I would like to just think that, you know, odds are eventually they will, but I, it's, you can't even say that because there's I think 30 football teams and it, it may very well just never happen <laughs> yeah has it ever happened I would like Do you to know? think that the way it's set up where you know the worse you are the better or the higher draft picks you get and the better players you draft potentially and eventually you know everybody is going to be good for at least a few seasons but having said that I mean they've Fingers crossed on that topic, I guess. Fingers crossed. All right. Okay, so, uh, okay, so at the beginning, you said the draft's been going on for seven years now? I, I believe so, roughly, yeah. And like I said, for the first two or three, it was just me po- making posts on Facebook, um, strictly just text, you know? 
But uh, I want to say three or four years ago, the Daggy Draft Room started, which is the group on Facebook. There's almost 500 members, and everybody is posting stuff in there, and I post updates. those seven years uh how how has it uh become popularized so i think it's just amongst comedians talking about it and word of mouth um more and more people have gotten involved and i i think i think just you know through the power of social media and people saying like oh the daggy draft what the hell is that um, and then they'll, they'll discover the group or the page and see that it's ridiculous and they want to be involved and they just kind of want to make content and be funny and have bragging rights. So I, I think uh, it's it spread that way. All right. And uh, throughout its uh, near decade existence, has there been any draft, draft years that have uh, particularly stood out to you for any reason? You know, like, pop culture wise tone comedic stylings of the time anything uh, like that no I think um, I think a guy who really took the whole thing by storm and, and really just did stuff nobody had ever done before was probably 2019 or 2018 Michael Bird was a comic from the Kalamazoo area who lives in Chicago now was making his own draft boards and and uh, several videos just doing ridiculous things, really funny stuff, really good content. And I think that was probably a year that sticks in my memory uh, where like, the, I had the most people really like, really giving it a go and creating really good stuff. And I honestly, did, I don't think I knew for sure who was going to be the number one pick until that last day or that last night. And I kind of put it all together at the end. So I think, yeah, it was 2018, I think. It was probably the first year I had t-shirts made, and that was a lot of fun. All right. Like I said, you invited me into the group this year, and uh, I think I've been aware of the draft for, I don't know, I think three three years or so. And... uh, since you've uh, added me, I've been, you know, wa- reading the posts, watching the videos, 
And uh, I want to know, uh, has there been a uh, particularly no notable participants or winners of the draft? Like, so far I've noticed such uh, notables as Matt Cook, Bob Fredericks, or Kate Carmody. They're all taking part in it. Uh, those guys are all bums. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, so... You hear that, Bob? Uh, there's a comic who's an old veteran who's been, you know, he was a contributing writer to Jimmy Fallon, and he, he's got a dry bar comedy special, and um, he, uh, he's, done, he's, he's got a, a comedy album through Comedy Dynamics, and he's done a lot of notable stuff in the comedy world, and he, um, is, uh, from GR originally, his, his name is Dave Dyer, and he, he's been pretty heavily involved in the past, I think he was, he was, uh, drafted, like, third or something overall one year, but, um, this year, if, if there's anybody who is standing out, so far at least, it's a, a comic named Carl Sobel, who uh, not only is super funny himself, but runs a, a few shows around town. He's, he's got a few that he does out of his house, out of his garage, and then at a place uh, over on the west side called North Public House. He's been creating some really good content, both pictures and videos, and um, he's the front runner right now. Kay Carmody, though, she's right there. She's right there. She's probably number two. She's right on Kyle's heels. Bob Fredericks is there, too. I mean, he's... Bob has kind of consistently been right around the top three, top five picks every year. As the other one? He's a Deggie Draft veteran. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm waiting for... I'm waiting for some people to step up. If I'm being honest, overall, I, I'm a little... Uh, I'm underwhelmed. Oh, uh, jeez. I just realized that I keep saying winners, even though I realize these are draftees, so I apologize. No, uh, no, you're how, fine. Yeah, I mean, how, I how, mean uh, how many uh, draftees just, are just there? Just being involved with a Deggie draft in general, I think, makes you a winner. Okay, well, <laughs> how, how many draftees are there and every year, I guess? I mean, potentially, you know, anybody that's in that group or posting things is a, is a Potential draftees, so I mean, oh, close okay. to five hundred, really. But well, the I, people that are actually involved in trying, you know, it's probably closer to, you know, between fifty and a hundred. Oh, okay. <laughs> all depends on the year, the week, and the day. And it'll definitely ramp up, and there'll be more and more people the closer we get to the thirtieth. All right. Okay, and uh, this question, um, honestly, uh. Honestly, I'm not take, asking you to take sides or anything, and you don't have to name names, but uh, have there been any notable tryouts, you know, good or bad, that stand out to you over the years? Um, there's a comic, uh, Mike Logan, who's a local comic here, has done some, some really good, I mean, actual, like, athletic stuff, I feel like. There's a, there's a comic... Well, no, he's not a comic. He's a musician. He's a lead singer of a band. His name's Joey Bachheim, who uh, he's posting some videos. He actually played Division One football. He was a wide receiver for Central Michigan. Uh, he was there when Antonio Brown was. That played for Pittsburgh Steelers for a number of years. Um, he's posted some just silly stuff, jumping up steps and whatnot. 
he's, he's an old man now, but he, he's in a band we do a, a show with during the festival every year where we tell jokes and then basically do live karaoke with a band uh, and cover a song. And that's been a blast. And so uh, those guys, as far as bad ones, I mean... Oh, here we go. say too that uh well actually more this year since you again invited me to the group aside from i guess trying to figure it out since i'm a complete casual when it comes to football uh you know what what this competition does remind me of a little bit what's that well first of all uh you ever heard of a internet personality since retired called a uh, filthy frank Oh, man, uh, look him up on YouTube when you're bored. Uh, so he's retired now, and he's a music- a serious musician. But uh, back in the day, he used to have a thing called uh, Chin Chin Sacrifice. Uh, okay. Yeah, Chin Chin in his world is like this evil god who uh, demands sacrifices so he doesn't obliterate Frank. And uh, the sacrifices were basically his fans... Uh, Sang in videos of them doing stupid, you know, jackass-inspired shit. And, uh, yeah, those were funny, too, but, uh, I guess he eventually had to stop because, uh, apparently he had a fan in Norway, uh, set a forest on fire once. In uh, he was afraid he was getting in trouble for that. Huh. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I know, lame and cliche, but, uh... Yeah, well, no, uh, I just, uh, I'd have to Google it. Uh, Sounds ridiculous, though, that's what I, I'm into ridiculous. Yeah, well, family-friendly, obviously, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. only family-friendly. Yeah, the chin-chin sacrifices could be, uh, very explicit, very offensive. So that's one big difference. Alright, uh, alright, yeah, that's a dumb comparison. Let's move on. Right, so no, I don't think it's a dumb comparison at all, man. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. I mean, if it's just a bunch of people just doing ridiculous stuff, you know? Yes. That sounds very similar. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm done embarrassing my, myself on my own podcast. Anyway. Oh, uh, you're fine, dude. Yep. Anyway, uh, okay, last question on this subject. Uh, what is the future of the Deggy Draft? Uh, have you thought ahead about oh, anything? kind of... Um, you know, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I mean, I, I would I would like that in the future. I mean, the, the ultimate goal is for like uh, like a barstool sports or something to catch wind of it and get involved in some capacity and and make it. You know, if there was actual sponsors and a little bit of money behind it, and it could uh, be really pushed to the masses and and people and comedians around the country were involved. Um, not just on Facebook, but I think just on social media and, and uh, just across all platforms. Um, I think it could be really big. I mean, I think there could be a podcast and this could be a year-round thing. People getting involved and, and uh, preparing, you know, all year for the one week or the one day. And um, I, I think... 
you know, possibilities are endless, really, with the internet, but it's just a matter of uh, continuing to uh, do things to make it grow every year and, and just get bigger and, and better people involved. It's definitely help if, like, somebody of some kind of notoriety was involved one year, whether it was, like, a former athlete or bigger name comic or something. That would help, but... All right. For now, it's mainly local, and it's a lot of fun. All right, and, uh, yeah, and I, uh, well, I won't make a big promise right now, but, uh, I do want to participate sometime in it, and I believe I'll try it next year. Okay. And, uh... No rush, man. You gotta get your shit together. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I was thinking of doing it this, this time around, but, uh, well, like I said, uh, been a lot over time at the day job and it's like oh god no I can't do it <laughs> I get it dude alright alright great uh, well we covered the draft so uh, let's cover up the let's cover the second to- topic I wanted to talk to you about and it's gonna be a fun one you're gonna enjoy talking about this one I assure you uh, let's talk about comedy and COVID. How about Adam? Oh, what? <laughs> All right. Sounds exciting. All right. Uh, I you guess know, it's um, it's starting to come back. I mean, COVID obviously didn't do anybody any favors as far as you know, as as far as uh, getting more people to enjoy live comedy because it's been dead for like a year almost. Uh, it's starting to come back now and I've done a lot of virtual shows which are not ideal because it's essentially you in your living room talking. But um, it's uh, it's starting to come back now I think despite COVID which is cool and hopefully things continue to to open up and and before you know it we'll, we'll be back to closer to normal all right uh quick aside here um how long have you uh had a career in comedy man over a decade now oh, um, right. i started at first in like 2006 of course the first few years i didn't even have a car and there wasn't a whole lot i could do but um I think I've been traveling the country and, and, you know, doing comedy professionally for over 10 years now. All right. And, uh, this is a favorite question I've loved to ask my guests since, uh, this pandemic started because, uh, last year I did a two part episode called, uh, the COVID life where I, uh, had on past guests to talk about their experiences with the pandemic this was back in April 2020, so the thing just was just started. So, uh, so Adam, uh, I'd like to ask you, what was uh, your your oh shit moment when it came to COVID? Like, when did you realize that this was gonna be a bad thing, that things were going to change? Um, it was definitely when uh. I think that my oh shit moment was had to for sure be when um, 
March Madness was canceled. I mean, that was like the first week. That that's when I really, uh, when the NCAA basketball tournament got canceled. But you know, knowing how much money goes into that thing and how much money it generates, and just you know how many millions of dollars are involved, that's when I knew, like, oh, they're canceling this. This shit's real, you know. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, okay, we got those two preliminary questions out of the way. And, uh, yeah, it's been been a little over a year now, a year and one month since uh, the pandemic has started. And, uh, well, as they say, uh, nature is healing in some good ways, some bad. And uh, that includes the return of comedy shows, which uh, you've been taking part in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what have you uh, been doing so far since... Uh, I know of one that you. I know of one show that you did, which is a uh, a new space here in Grand Rapids, actually here in my new neighborhood. But uh, but yeah, I'll let you explain. What have you uh, been doing so far? Comedy so I've done a few shows out over at the Comedy Project, which is a really cool venue over on Modern on the West Side of Grand Rapids. Which um, is mostly improv. They do a ton of improv and sketch stuff. Some really cool. Uh, You uh, just say Alpina. Yeah. Alpina, Michigan. Yeah. Oh. Of oh shit! Uh, that's where I'm from, actually. Alpina, is Michigan. It really? Yes, it is. Born and raised Funny. there, unfortunately. Yeah, they do comedy at the uh, out at the old uh, Alpina event center every Saturday in a banquet room. Damn, I did not know that. But again, yeah. I. So, Alpina, yay or nay? Uh, I would probably say nay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why you would say that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, there's worse places. <sighs> yeah, true, but still. You can tell why I live in Grand Rapids now if you've been to Alpina. Right. Okay. Alright, so, uh, so, so yeah, second year of the pandemic, last year, everything was, everything you could think of, including comedy, was, uh, basically shut down, so, uh, uh-huh. how has it, what's it been like returning to the stage for you? I'm sorry, say it again, what's it been like for what? Uh, sorry, um, yeah, what has it been like, uh, returning to the stage for you, you know, after basically a year of hibernation um it's been great you know you knock the you knock the dust off i mean i i headlined the ann Arbor comedy showcase in november when things 
opened up for like two weeks before they got shut down again. Um, so I wasn't as rusty as I could have been, but, you know, um, even doing virtual shows where you're just, you're saying your jokes, um, it's, it's just not the same because you're by yourself and there's no audience. And I, I do a lot of crowd work and a lot of stuff that's off the cuff and kind of in the moment and, and you know, uh, different every show. So that I wasn't able to do with virtual comedy. Um, and uh, it's, it's great to be back. I mean, having all that downtime, I, I was writing and, um, you know, it helped me in other parts of my life where I was able to get shit together and I think exercise more. And I actually went the opposite direction. A lot of people, I think, got lazy and started getting fatter. But I, I <laughs> took it as an opportunity to, you know, be active and, and try to get healthier. And and now doing shows again, it feels good, man, to just be in front of an audience. And I think that people, once more people get vaccinated and, people feel safer to go out in public that people are going to be hungry for live entertainment and hopefully it, it helps comedy in the long run. Yeah, have you been vaccinated yet? I'm sorry? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, have a been back where? Uh, yeah, love speaker phone. But anyway, um, have you uh, been vaccinated yet? I have. I actually got my second uh, hello? Second shot this morning I got, so hopefully, um, I mean, so far no, no weird side effects. I have noticed that my, uh, my penis is really big, but, um... Oh, that's really? Just, that's just normal, so... Uh, oh, 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 good one. Yeah. Yeah, which one, Moderna or Pfizer? I got the Pfizer. Uh, uh, you see... Uh, I got vaccinated as well uh, earlier this month. I got the Johnson & Johnson shot. Okay. Oof. I, I know. I've uh, heard mixed things about that one. I know. It's been really fun, actually. You know, just waiting, sitting here and, well, seeing if I'll survive the blood clot. Right. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm pretty... I'm confident I'll be fine. I was one of the few people at my job that didn't have any symptoms that knocked them out. All I had was like a sore arm for two days. Yeah, I, you'll be, you know, my brother-in-law was just here. He got the Johnson & Johnson as well, and he's still alive, so. Yeah. You'll survive. Alright. Alright, so uh, during these comedy shows, uh, how has the condition? How have the conditions of the show been to you? I mean, uh, have the venues been following any specific COVID rules or uh, the attendees? Uh, you know, it all depends on where the shows are and whether or not they believe in science. All right. So, you know, a majority of the shows I've done um, have been fine. Um. But then there's some I've done where, you know, they certainly weren't at 50% capacity. I mean, it looked like 100%, which it's going to happen. <laughs> Depending on, you know, where you are and who cares. Yeah. So. Yeah, I read one of your posts about a show you did uh, down in Ohio, I believe. 
And uh, didn't you say there was like some guy with a MAGA hat then came up to you just tell you how funny you were? Oh yeah, he 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 liked the show. I mean, if I'm being honest, though, I don't uh, I don't talk about anything political on stage just because I don't think it's worth splitting the audience. You know, uh, I could never do that unless people were coming to see me specifically and they expected me to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. So I try to. I don't. I'm enough of an idiot, and I think I say enough things that. So, yeah, you say you say politics for Facebook. Me. So he didn't have any reason not to like me, uh, based on being a guy who's not a huge fan of uh, Mr. Trump. So <laughs> yeah, it, um, it uh, you know it was it was fine. I didn't have to fight a, a man in a huh. wheelchair, which is good because you know I'll push him down the steps. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you're. You're a professional. You say politics for Facebook, right where it belongs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which has gotten me into enough trouble, so. I, I know. Uh, I would say you're in, like, the top ten people that really get into shit online that I follow. Because you've had some good ones. Well, thanks. Uh, I wish I wish everybody thought that, because a, a lot of people I know have hit the unfollow or the unfriend button, and that's fine. Hey, man, you got a fan in me, so... Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, back to Alpina too. How did the, how did my hometown uh, follow COVID guidelines? Uh, I you know people were wearing masks. People were wearing masks at least inside the building. I mean, once you got to your table, you took it off just like anywhere else. Oh, yeah. But I mean, they had there was probably I don't know. I mean, it's a big. It's a pretty big room, so they can keep people. Spread out, you know. Anyway, and there, there was probably close to a hundred people there, you know. But it was in a bigger room, so I think uh, if it were a restaurant, that'd be around the number of people they be allowed to have. And if I'm being honest, you know, it doesn't really bother me as much because I've had COVID and I I've been vaccinated. So wait, you had COVID? I did. Yeah, I got the COVID back, and um, God. Uh, when did I have it? Oh, shit. January? January, I think, or maybe February? Of this, um, of this year? A few days, and then, then kind of lingering symptoms that were different every day, up, up until like an eight or nine day mark, and then, and then was fine, but uh, never too sick. Uh, it was of this year. Uh, January, February of this year, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, damn, I can't believe I didn't see you mention that on your timeline there. Well, you know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't trying to talk about it too much just because, you know, you never, you never know, uh. Yeah, the one time you. Stuff, I mean, I, I, I guess I. We didn't really want to everybody know my wife and I both had it just because um, we didn't want people to be weird about it, you know? Yeah. The the so, one the one time that you, Adam Deggy, did not feel like cracking a joke. Yeah. It's, well, uh, trust me, I probably wanted to. I probably was told I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> right. Uh, I take it you and your uh, wife are fine now? We are, yeah. Uh, no, nothing, no long-lasting symptoms or anything? Uh, 
know, I mean, I had, um, you know, because I, because I had cancer, which I, I, I'm cancer free now. Um, Very nice. I have to get like scans on my chest every three or six months. So I had to have a chest scan and I actually found that I had like acute pneumonia that was, uh, from having COVID, but I wouldn't have even known it if I didn't get the scan. And, uh, now I think I'm completely fine. My lungs are back where they need to be. And, you know, I'm back to standing up and masturbating in the shower with the water running and it's really warm. And, you know, if, I, if I'm able to do that, then I think my lungs are good, right? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, as long as you're not crying while you're doing it, I think you'll be fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I use for lotion, so. Uh, there we go. Eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, sorry. So, uh, ba- ba- okay, so based on the shows that you performed so far, uh, how do you think uh, comedy shows should be uh, going? Be- uh, wow, I'm... Fucking up this question. <laughs> yeah, uh, based on uh, your own beliefs and what you've seen so far, how you uh, think comedy shows should be conducted during this continuing pandemic? Uh, I mean, I, I think that you've got to still, you know, take all the precautions and, and do all the things you're supposed to be doing according to the CDC. You know, I think... Um, until we're okay to be back to 100% capacity, we've got to social distance and people got to wear masks and people got to sanitize and all those things. Um, I do think it's possible to have a comedy show right now and not get anybody sick. I mean, if everybody's distancing and wearing their masks, and I, I mean, people that would argue, you know, if you're sitting at your table laughing and, you know, you got the shit coming out of your mouth and it can still spread that way. It's, you know, you can make the argument it's one of the worst things you could have happening. But I think the more people get vaccinated and the more uh, we can kind of stop the spread and uh, get to a place where we feel safer, then I, I think it'll be fine. But I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I honestly don't think it's any different than having like a job at a bar or a restaurant. I mean, people, you know, I, it's it's part of my income. It's how I pay bills. It's how I make a living. It's it's how I live. So it's you know, I've got to do it. All right. Are are there uh, any conditions right now that that if you were like walk into the cl- into the venue and see it, you would uh, refuse to perform? Alright, alright, uh, final question on this, and, uh, yeah, we should probably wrap this up, because, uh, the battery on my recorder is about to die out. Alright, bud. Anyway, uh... Man, worse for me, man, I gotta eat. Okay. Okay, very quickly, then, uh, based on your performances, uh, how do you think the comedy, comedy shows are gonna go for the rest of the year? I, I hope that, um... Audiences just get bigger and bigger as things open up and, and these venues are allowed to have more people and the capacity, you know, gets gets bigger. Um, and, I, and I hope that people 
hungry for live entertainment and they appreciate it more, maybe more than they did before. Um, I'm going to headline the uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in June, and it sounds like I may be recording um, either for another album or just for some some more recordings to hopefully get on serious next time. Uh, I've, I've got to try to record some stuff with less profanity, which shouldn't be a problem because most of the profanity I use is unnecessary. But so I'm looking forward to that, and I hope I hope that people continue to come out and support, and you know, hopefully, uh, eventually everyone feels safe and, and there's not uh, I don't know you don't feel guilty for doing shows, which I I, I think I, I feel like I do sometimes, you know, because I don't want to get somebody's grandma sick. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Am Deggy, that's uh, all I want to talk to you today, about today, man. Uh, wanted to talk about the draft, wanted to talk about your experiences of performing during COVID. Yeah, man, this was fun. Well, thanks for having me, dude. I enjoyed talking to you. If you ever want to do something again, let me know. I'd like to meet you. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, that already. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, maybe I've, I don't know, man, I think maybe we, uh, met at the tip, the tip top, I think, or, uh, okay. holiday yeah, bar, maybe. I was tip top, I was probably drunk. It's either tip top or holiday bar, I'm, I can't remember which. Okay. But anyway, well, uh. next time, make sure you come up and say hi, man, and, and we'll, we'll chat in person. Okay, uh, very quick. you're coming out again, man, you gotta, you gotta get back out and. Oh, I intend. Get involved in this daggy draft. I intend to. Uh, very quickly, uh, do some quick promos. Uh, where can people find you, find out about the draft, anything you would like to well, you uh, advertise? Can find me across all social media, at Adam Deggy, first name Adam, uh, pretty easy, A-D-A-M, last name is D-E-G-I. There isn't another Adam Deggy. Uh, that's not something I say uh, to brag. There really, I don't think, is. The one um, so I should be pretty easy to find on social media. Um, the Deggy Draft Room, which is a group you can get involved in. The Deggy Draft is on Facebook. Um, you can find that pretty easily, as well as the Deggy Draft uh, page. Uh, go like that. Give it a like. Uh, give it a follow. And um, I, I post on my social media to let people know where I'm going to be performing next. I'll be at Mulligan's uh, this Sunday doing the uh, the open mic, Spicy. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and, uh, a unique comedy room, pretty grungy and, uh, it's like an old, it's like an old, uh, punk bar, uh, punk, biker, dive bar. Set up, yeah, it's, uh, it's a dive, it's fun, so, that's Sunday night and, uh, thanks again for having me. Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Adam and, yeah, yeah, and thank you everyone for listening, uh, you can find me at garrettschalke.tumblr.com, you know, main website, at Garrett Schalke. And, of course, you can find this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay, I know you want to go eat now, right? What's that? I know you say you want to go eat now. I got to eat something, yeah, dude. I'm starving. All right. You, you got another question? No, you have my permission to... Go get sustenance. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks for talking with me, Adam. This was great. No problem, man. Yep. We'll see you around. Yep. Have a good night, brother. You too. Bye. Peace.
And that was Am Deggy, everyone. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for Adam for coming on. Check out the Deggy Draft. And here is the outro song. Shout